0: The trash Gabriel Martinelli, jusqu'au bout! Oh, l'expo de Gabriel Martinelli!
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Kenyan Gunners podcast with me, Omar Bashir and Ahmed Banafa. Ahmed, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Omar.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm um, okay. I'm okay. Uh, I'm glad football is back. I know there was international breaks uh, football, but I don't, I, don't, I didn't watch a single game of international football. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually glad that Arsenal is back playing in particularly. So... Oh, this is good. It's been good. How have you been?
0: I've been okay. I actually watched uh, uh, parts of some games. Mm. Uh, Yeah, and uh, which one was it? I think the France versus uh, Croatia game. I think I watched that. I watched a bit versus... uh, Who were they playing? Was it Denmark? Oh, England. uh, Yeah, Harry. I I expected uh, Maitland-Niles and... uh, Saka to play but then you know of course uh harry maguire had a nightmare of a game again
1: yeah i think it's the pressure i was speaking to Maybe. a united fan mm. they are saying you know, this guy played a lot of games last year i don't think he's ever played that amount of games in his career and oh. of course playing for um, a man united uh a side like Man United, it's going to be very difficult yeah. for you to do so. And then, of course, the, yeah. what happened uh, at, Greece, we, at Greece? Yeah, so that might have affected
0: him. They they played uh, post uh, post lockdown in the in the Europa League, didn't they? Yes, they Just did a as well. Of games.
1: They did as well. So yeah, I mean, for me, I think that affects the whole United team as well. You know, there's a bit of fatigue. Even mm. if you look at the Man City game, Man City team, sorry, mm. uh, they also have issues of fatigue. They've not been as consistent as we know they are. Mm. So it, it could play into that. Not, not, not a lot of people are putting that into fact uh, into consideration. Into consideration. Um, I mean, if you look at Liverpool, they've had basically a whole pre-season. The teams that are doing yeah. Aston Villa, Everton, they've had basically a whole pre-season. So um, it's something that I think not a lot of people are considering. Uh, but then again, uh, we know the media is not particularly um, fair on issues like this. So I'm, I'm not really surprised.
0: <laughs> on to Arsenal, though. Yes. Um, Arsenal, um, th- that's what we're here to talk about, isn't mm,
1: it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um well, uh, what happened during the week? I don't think anything happened.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about the Arsenal players in the in the international break. Um, Edin uh broke his uh, under twenty one England mm, record.
1: Mm, yeah, congratulations to him. Um, yeah, broke the record. I think it was Alan Shearer, yes, and Frankie. Yeah, Jeffers. Alan
0: Shearer, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, of course, it doesn't mean much right now, but uh, we can see that. Uh, Eddie is progressing really well. Um, I think the consistency he's been showing when he's been picked, the kind of energy he puts into his games, I think I think he'll turn out to be a really, really... Uh, what's the word? Strong player for us, not in the future.
1: I, I think uh, Nketse is a very interesting story because personally, I don't think he has what it takes to be our... First, uh, our number one choice for to play as a centre forward in future. But I think he can be a very useful squad member. He can't come up with a couple of goals during the season to help us. Do you,
0: do you really think that? I, I mean, uh, with uh, what Arteta sees in him and what uh, the likes of Ian Wright say about him, you know, the way he's a f- the pure finisher, Um I think it's too early. He, he's still only 21. Um, sure, he's not lighting up the stage right now, but uh, he he has some consistency in front of Goal. And I I'm, think I'm, I'm, he, I'm will, not
1: saying, he will turn out good. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's a bad player, Quite the contrary, I think he's a very good player. I think he's a mm. good player to have in the squad if you want to be a uh, Premier League winners or Champions League winners. He's sort of like, for me, like a uh, Sylvian Wilchord, you know that kind of player. Like he's not necessarily the guy you'd put in week in week out in the team, but he's somebody who, you know, when the chips are down, he can come in and, and help you. That's that's what I feel yeah. with Ketia. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay, um, so you you still think uh, at the end of it all we we might maybe invest in another striker in the coming seasons. Nakazette's okay, have... going.
1: Who says he's going, though? You know, I don't like this. No, I'm just saying. Uh, okay,
0: yeah. He has two years left in his contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, um, maybe next season, uh, we will want to cash in. Maybe. I'm just saying, this uh, possibility. Yeah, hypothetical situation. Exactly. Because um, uh... I believe that Nketiah might one day lead the line. Mm. I, I I truly think so. I mean, you know, he's he's still young. There's still the room, but I think he will come good.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, um, all we have to do is wait and see. You know, he has to. I'm sure he'll be given the chances to do so. And whatever we've seen from him so far, I think he's been he's been very good with the chances that he's he's been given at the club. So. I mean, if he, if he comes up and becomes uh, a good player for us and be, ends up being the first choice striker for us, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> so I, I just uh, hope that uh, he can be able to fulfil his potential. Yeah. But um, um, congratulations um, to another for breaking player. the record. I hope yeah. now he gets more yes. chances for England.
0: Yeah, definitely, congratulations to him. Uh, Another player that caught my eye uh, during the international break was uh, Granit Xhaka. His uh, performance against Germany, I think uh, the last international break also against Germany, he played really, really well. And uh, this time around as well, although uh, the game finished 3-3, I I think he was a really pivotal figure in in that midfield in Switzerland.
1: Yeah, I think uh, on that, I think Granit Shaka is finding a bit of uh, form and consistency under Mikel Arteta. We discussed it uh, several times in the podcast uh, since Arteta came. That's basically since uh, January. He's been very, very consistent. He's He's got a bit of a confidence about him, I think, which was sort of lacking um, because of the animosity around him and his style of play at Arsenal. So I feel that uh, now uh, he's got a manager that believes in him he, in, the, in terms of club football, who, who plays in a system that um, exploits his strengths and covers up his weaknesses. I think he is finding a new level of confidence, which I think is important for him uh, as a person and as a player. And we're seeing hopefully that Arsenal can benefit in future. Um, hopefully at least this season, we would like to see that sort of form continue. So I'm all for that. I'm all for Granit Shaka playing well.
0: Yeah, um, I'm really happy too. I mean, uh, what a perform, what uh, rich vein of form he's having and the performances he's putting out, um, I think reflects uh, what's been happening around him. I think he's, he's really shown from... His uh, moment of adversity, shall we say. Mm. Um, yeah, and all in all, it looks good for him right now. Um, one more player that uh, I'd like to talk about before we maybe get into the game tomorrow uh, is uh, Bukai Saka.
1: Yeah, Bukai Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, he got his uh, first England call-up. Um, I think he, he did play. Uh, he featured uh, in, in, the in one of the England yeah. games. Yeah,
1: featured against
0: Wales. Wales, yeah. And uh, I think he he played well. The re- I didn't watch the match, but uh, the reviews coming in. But he played well, and uh, he grew into the game. He might have started with some nerves, but he grew into the game. And he's also now been shortlisted as the top 20 golden boy in the top 20 golden boy list, which speaks a lot to the quality that he has mm-hmm. and the kind of player that he is. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching more of him as he grows and develops. Yeah, I think it's just a continuation of what we've seen
1: from Bukayasaka since we saw him last season, a uh, fantastic player. Uh, with great potential to be an even greater player than he is already now. Um, I as I didn't watch the game as well. I just saw reviews online. I think people were positive uh, about his performance and his cameo. Um, it can only mean good things for him. I think England have a problem on that left-hand side. They don't really seem to have that part sorted in their team. So... There's potential there for him to to break into the team and really um, get a get a, a position a, and a, a spot in the for starting eleven for himself, but only time will tell.
0: Yeah, of course, uh, but yeah, again, good things around for some some of the Arsenal players, which is lovely to see. Yeah, did
1: you uh, watch any Ghana games? <laughs>
0: But I did catch the highlights. The the uh, party assists.
1: <laughs> really, I, I've been meaning to watch them, but I, I just hasn't got through me. Um...
0: Well, um, I can tell you, I can tell you about them. The um, okay, I don't know uh, most of the players, but uh, I know party well, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the first, the first assist was more like a shot, just that just. Uh, uh, caught one of their strikers and uh, the striker turned it in. Mm-hmm. And then the the second one was actually uh, the one that's more noteworthy the one that we can talk about. It was beautiful lobbed ball over the uh, right-hand side, which is, uh, I should say, Kind of what we would be expecting from him. It was just a beautiful, beautiful ball over the top, and this, the winger or striker. I don't, I really don't know the Ghanaian players uh, that well. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was an amazing ball, and I, I hear he had a really fantastic game. So yeah, quality again from another Arsenal player.
1: Yeah, and I think that's basically because I don't think we have a lot of players, uh, these days at least, uh, go on international duty. Most of the, most of the lads were in
0: London. An uncle knock, I think. So he didn't feature for Gabon. He had to be recalled back.
1: Well, um, that's good. And
0: I think that was it. The, this was uh, the uncle. You, you remember the game against Sheffield uh, at some point during the match? Was it uh, Burger? Berg, who yeah who yeah, flew the, into, yeah
1: the midfielder yeah I was a terrible child yeah. we talked about it in the podcast I think
0: um, yeah we we did we definitely did and I think this is the same ankle uh, injury that uh, is now uh, niggling him you know it's it's really frustrating to see the the players and like I I I just wish there was some consistency among the referees to to punish these. Uh, players who, who fly into these tackles it, it usually feels biased against us most of the time
1: yeah well uh, it's it's um, it's sort of the theme I think the the level of refereeing uh, in England especially because I, I watch a lot of uh, Bundes- sorry, not Bundesliga I watch a lot of um, La Liga and I watch a lot of uh, Serie A especially and you can just tell the difference of referees. It's it's actually quite immense. Um, yeah, that's know. really I
0: unfortunate.
1: <laughs> I don't. I think it's right. it's something to do with. Uh, I think in England, like they, there's sort of like a reluctance for 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 um, the referees to sort of break up the game. I don't know. If you no, but the thing
0: is the, hmm. thing is, the thing is. They would do it, uh, players from other teams uh, get booked or get uh, carded, red carded for similar offenses. Whereas when it comes to fouls, such fouls against Arsenal players, they, the teams usually get away with it. You know, that that's what's really frustrating. And it seems to be happening game in, game out. You, uh, if if you just look at the incident th- that happened, the Spurs game versus uh, Manchester United, mm. I don't know if we talked about this. Um, there was the uh, elbow uh, from, uh, what's his name? Lallan. No, not uh, Lamela. Yeah, Lamela. The elbow from Lamela on uh, Martial. Then uh, Martial is the one who got carded out for some reason and Lamela only got a yellow. But for us, we had a somewhat similar incident where the elbow was actually uh, substantially uh, harder. The money shall one. Shall I say. Yeah, the money one, exactly. So you do know what I'm referring to. Like yeah. the money wasn't even looked at at yeah, all. At all. The referee by the VAR. And then the next week, something slighter, yeah. shall I say, <laughs> uh, maybe less severe and... Uh, that situation happens. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. When it's against Arsenal players, there is, there seems to be a clear uh, bias against us. And I don't know why that is, but I really, really hope it doesn't keep happening.
1: Well, what I'd like to see actually is the manager actually come out and, and say something about it because I think it, it takes some sort of pressure you know you need to apply pressure on these uh, referees because you know they will get away with these things but if you keep on pointing them out then when it comes on the weekend they said oh the manager talked about this uh, let's see if it will happen again and and um it's i'm not saying like calling that thing out will bring um change uh, automatically to the referees but the referees will mm-hmm. will um respond to the pressure that's on them. If Mikel Arteta comes out on the weekend and says, I think today we were hard done by with some of the decisions that were made, referees need to be more consistent about such things. And then next week, something similar happens, not maybe in an Arsenal game, but in another game, then I think the question will be put on and it'll become a discussion point and the referees will now. But if 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 the manager keeps quiet and says, "Oh, I don't want to talk about referees. I don't want to talk about the game, which is fine. Which is fine. I understand that. But the referees are a part of the game, and when they're not doing the job properly, it needs to be discussed. I, that's what I think. Certainly, I'm not saying it's a, it's something that you should focus on, but I think it's it's an important part of the game. That if the referee's performance is not optimal, you may end up, uh, you may end up costing you points in terms of." refereeing decisions that have gone against you. So I feel that yeah. it's, it's something that the manager, I think, especially Ateta, because I know I've seen Ateta talk about referees in a certain way to apply pressure because some of the great managers have done that. We've seen Arsene Wenger do it. We've seen Ferguson. We've seen uh, Mourinho, uh, who have come out and spoken about the performance of referees in certain games. Yes, they've taken the fines, but it ended up, You know, being, uh, um, how can I put this? Um, It was like a chain reaction to uh, the the level of referee changing on that particular scenario. So I think something that Ateta needs to sort of embrace and do it in in a clever way so that he may not come out like a sulking man, but he comes out as somebody who's pointing out uh, a discrepancy that's in the game.
0: Talking of Arteta, talking to the press about things in general, Um, he had a press conference uh, yesterday Mm. um, about now uh, what we expect from the Man City game, the the team news maybe. Um, Anything you want to talk about from that?
1: Well, um, I was actually very interested. Uh, He was asked a question about... uh, The Ozil situation with, uh, because I think uh, which we'll discuss also as well. uh, Arsene Wenger was asked about um, what's happening with Ozil at the club, and he says it's a waste, and uh, that uh, a player of such quality, the the club should find a way to utilize his talents. And uh, we on this podcast agree that is the case. Um, But Um Arteta was asked a sort of a similar question and he more or less he does that thing where (laughs) he when he's asked about the players that he doesn't want to talk about, he talks about the team. Like um what did you think about Ozid? I think
0: that he evades the question the way he talks about the yeah. question, without actually talking about it <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I actually think that's a very good talent it, it is it is quite yeah, uh, he, he, he really has it. a
0: way he, he really has a way with how he talks to the press that I really just enjoy. yeah oh. you heard, sorry, I interrupted you you were, you're were saying
1: <laughs> yeah i I just think that um that's one thing that interested me. I was also interested to see. Uh, the Kieran Taney situation happened uh, against, uh, what? Well, not against rather, but when he was interna- with, away with Scotland at, in, during uh, the international break,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we know that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Armstrong of uh, yeah. Southampton, I think, tested positive for COVID-19 and yeah. he... He was said to be in contact with Kieran Tierney and uh, another player, so they're in isolation. Arsenal insists that he was observing the social distancing rules and so on and so forth. So he's basically at the time of uh, of the of the what of the press conference. He just said, "Look, um, right now we don't have anything to tell you guys, but we hope that he'll be able to play."
0: You know, the the thing is, with this situation, uh, basically exposing themselves to the virus because different countries obviously have different regulations uh, Mm. as regards to uh, COVID-19. I think it's uh, really um, something that needs to, something definitely needs to be done to uh, more or less streamline this whole process uh, with players going for international duty and maybe uh, uh, streamlining the kind of guidelines that work with the Premier League and maybe the other leagues and different countries, you know, because we have teams. Uh, Let me just uh, talk about something else for a second. We'll come back to the TNA situation. Mm. Uh, Like uh, Portugal, uh, who have uh, Cristiano Ronaldo testing positive and uh, maybe half the wolves. (laughs) <laughs> so what does that mean you know for um for players in the premier league uh so the half of wolves team first team wouldn't feature practically uh in this uh coming game week now, has that been confirmed though uh not really it was just a speculation the like thing a is, hypothetical it, situation Yeah, uh, for for now, because if Ronaldo tests positive and all those players in the camp, you know, they're in close quarters, there's only so much uh, social distancing you can do on the pitch. Mm. And yeah, so presumably most of them will have to undergo uh, quarantine for 14 days, which means they'll miss uh, this game week the the Europa League or Champions League games, and uh, also the following game week, you know, so th- those are like three games, maybe four, that they will have missed. And it, it's a situation that will translate now to many leagues because of players uh, doing this, going on international duty. Now, with the Tierney situation, Arsenal, I, I read somewhere that they actually offered a piece of photographic evidence with the, the Armstrong and Tierney. Tierney uh, insisted that he had been maintaining social distancing actually yeah. more than was required. Mm. So Arsenal submitted the photographic evidence, which they had, which is actually really good. I don't know how they had that just in hand. <laughs> but they they caught they caught Armstrong in in four K, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, so it's uh, interesting. I think uh, I'm also just uh, uh, petitioning TNE to to be available for uh, the game tomorrow. Actually, mm. just now, I I don't know if it's official yet because it's it's just now breaking, but. Uh, it, it's really good news that they managed to to get him out because he had complied with every guideline possible and he has tested negative multiple times. So I definitely think it would be unfair for them to have kept him any longer.
1: Uh, yeah, I sort of agree with that. Um, a plus in terms of uh, team news. I think Kolasinac got injured during international duty as well. Or so did he? I not know. That. Yeah, he might uh, not be available for this uh, the game, so it leaves us short on that side uh, in terms of the left ha- left centre back role. Um, so it would be interesting to see how we go about that game uh, in terms of our lineup. Uh, it's, it's just um, something Do that you not- think
0: you you mentioned the left center back do you, do you think we will still go for the three at the back yeah that's
1: uh, exactly
0: your yeah. opinion
1: yeah especially against city <clears throat> um i think we will have um we will have uh, sort of a defensive sort of lineup in terms of what we have done very well um, against City in the past, I'm uh, talking about the FA Cup semi-final, we played with the back three on the day. But I think we also uh, depend on um, where we are in terms of uh, fitness of the players. So coming back, uh, we talked about Kolasinac, we've talked about Tierney. So the availability of the players is very important, especially the way the, the left-hands, left-centre-back role is played, I think, um, yeah, only really, ten. can play that role yeah, in the way yeah, it's meant so, to be played. Yeah, so I, there's nobody else who can play that role in the way it's supposed to be played. Um, there's a lot of people saying, well oh, you can put uh, Gabriel there." I, I personally don't think so. I think Gabriel, in this sort of role, can only play in the center of the three. But, but, oh. if we have, if we have, uh, sort of a switch of the way we play. In terms of that, mm. um, the the right the the right back, in, in this case is Bellerin, He pu- pushes forward, and then we have Gabriel uh, sort of sit back the way we sort of have it like on the right hand side. I don't know if you try to I don't know if you're understanding what I'm trying to say. We sort of like flip it and change it to the way uh, Taney would. Or operate when we have the ball, and as as an auxiliary left back, and then slot in as a centre back. Whether we would have that on the right hand side, I don't know.
0: Wait. So, so who would slot in as the right centre back? Uh, Pff,
1: Bellerin? I don't know. I don't know. It's just wait, ball. Bellerin
0: for the right centre back. Yeah. And but who then, would be the right wing back?
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, you see how difficult that is now.
0: Uh... No, uh, what I think is is uh, the uh, I don't know. Uh, assuming is that that's assuming, or even if he doesn't play, we might end up seeing what, what we saw against Sheffield more. Mm. Uh, with uh, uh, El Nani falling back, yeah, to add a bit more security. You think
1: El Nani will security,
0: play? But no i'm just saying uh uh if you look at that as the the example as the maybe stencil to to copy from um so party maybe if he plays in that position he will be the one dropping back in the right center back position and that way we still have uh three center backs and then bellerin can still go forward because if you put if you put bellerin as right center back as you say, that that's i think uh, limiting his uh, quality and really restricting him. Um, However, if you do, that offers us more security, maybe uh, we have yet to see how he uh, manage. I mean, how he uh, fits into the team with Mm. Arteta. Yeah, so um, maybe we do that. We copy off of the... uh, the Sheffield game and that way we will have four at the back and yeah. we have the extra man in midfield who who has the engine now to go up and down the uh, Man City does not dominate us in midfield like they have been doing for the cup for the last couple of years
1: yeah that would be very interesting to see i i am actually looking forward to having a, a three man midfield um I think that would uh, diversify how we play in terms of progression of the football up the pitch in terms of midfield area because the midfield area when we are offensive is sort of like a, a by the way. It's uh, it's sort of bypassed. We normally progress the ball through the wing. So it'd be very interesting to see how that midfield will um, develop uh, once, of course, with the signing of Thomas Partey. So.
0: Let me ask you, um, on the party thing, do you think we should risk him against Man City? Because I've been seeing uh, some people on, uh, I'm not on Twitter, I'm, I'm more on Reddit now. Um, some people on Reddit have been saying uh, maybe Party uh, needs to be, uh, what's the word, uh, saved? No, that's not the right word, protected. Maybe he shouldn't come out against Man City. Maybe he should just wait and see. Uh, maybe learn from uh, the games, uh, just observe. You know, see mm. what uh, Ateta wants from his side. Or do you think? Uh, are you for the guys that say just put him in there, and <laughs> just throw him in the deep end against Man City? Uh, p- personally, I prefer
1: I prefer him to be sort of slowly introduced into the team. Um, I don't think there's much to risk. Um, in the game, I think we'd just go with what we normally know. Sabayos, um, Shaka in midfield. Uh, I think the the issue now comes with uh, availability in terms of uh, the left back. But I think I think um, if it were up to me, I don't think I'd i, would, I would start Party. I'd probably give him a couple of minutes but in the Europa League squad. Then maybe. Why then... not?
0: the The question for me is why not. Because this is a guy we bought for exactly this sort of game. He is fit. He is in his prime. Um, He he comes from a top team in Atletico Madrid. He's been playing against these kinds of... uh, He he plays against Barcelona and Real Madrid. And, I mean, isn't this the kind of game that we we got him for? Why, Why not just put him in there to do what he does best?
1: Well, okay, you raise a good point, but I think that um, the way Arsenal play, I think every single player in every single position has a very specific role on what they're supposed to do with or without the ball, and I think that usually takes time. I think in a team where not a lot of thought goes into the tactical um, part of the game, it's very easy for a player to come in. um, I'm talking about something like Manchester United. Uh, Not a lot of tactical... um, nuances about how they play, so when um, it's not, it's not a dig on on anybody. It's just, it's just uh, what I think of the team. So it was very easy for somebody like Bruno Fernandez to just be thrown into to the to the sort of uh, turn in the game because uh, you, you 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 couldn't see that sort of. Um, um, it was easy for him to slot in. Of course, if you have the quality but i think in in a in a team like ours where i think every single player has a very very specific role and um especially defensively i think it's important Mm. that you need to have that player slowly integrate i mean he could uh, he was in training yesterday he could have a very good uh, training session uh today and yesterday then maybe ateta thinks you know what i think he can start so i mean it it depends because um, Ateta sort of alluded to it as well He said, I mean, he's fit, he's ready to play uh, He just mm. uh, Going to look at him over the next training sessions If he's doing well, he'll start So um, It'd be interesting to see I think um, I think Either way, I think I'll understand the decision um, Behind it
0: yeah. yeah I think I'm with you on that I, I think uh, we would uh, respect The boss's decision on him but personally, I feel like uh, I want him to start because we bought him for exactly this sort of game and there's no need of uh, easing him in when this is the kind of game that we want him to play. In. Mm.
1: What of uh...
0: Talking of uh, his uh, tactical uh, ability, I think we've seen Uh, You personally, you have watched uh, him in La Liga. I've watched him in some of the Champions League matches. Um, I think he does that job that Ateta would like a midfielder to do, and he does it well. Mm. Yeah, and maybe he he would fit in that uh, right midfield role uh, where he goes up and down uh, as a box-to-box midfielder you know uh, maybe covering for now Danny Ceballos or shaka when either of them want to go up the pitch he, he can stay there and i think he already can do that job so in the end uh, it just comes down to the training sessions and what Arteta thinks so yeah,
1: yeah i think I'm, I'm i'm actually quite interested i um my head uh, doesn't want him to play but my heart, I just want to see him play. I want to see him go there and play against City. So we'll just wait and see. I don't know. Arsenal doesn't have any team news. Um, I don't think uh, Pep has had his, his presser yet as well. But I do know that Kevin De Bruyne withdrew from the Belgium squad early in the week because of an injury.
0: I think maybe I. I still think he will play. I don't think. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is against Arsenal. Players just become fit.
1: You know what? I Players, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see Aguero fit as well. I mean, it's just...
0: yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> They'll have a full first eleven for our team, and then for our game, and then the next game they can rest. They can go back to being injured.
1: Ah, <sighs> I don't know. Um. I just hope that um, we we have a better showing, I think, in terms of our offensive I think defensively, I think we'll do okay. It's just be about of our concentration, and if you can keep that up for 90 minutes, I just want to see us yes, um, I think what one thing that I was let down against the game of Liverpool, against Liverpool is that our creativity was next to nothing. And, I mean, we watch football, basically. Um, You want to watch your team create chances and score goals.
0: We also had a lot of uh, sloppy balls in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: Which, which, of course, alludes now to the concentration bit. I think we need to have our concentration quite high on that sort of uh, level. And I'd just like to see us, of course, create more. Create more. Give our... I mean, we have got great forwards. Uh, in our team, and if you give them the chances, they will score. So, I think that uh, that's something I think we will try to improve.
0: Mm.
1: I've also got a question for you. Do you think, um, are you uh, on the right hand side in terms of the forward line? Would you like mm. to see Pepe play, or are you comfortable with William in that position for this particular no, game?
0: No, I, I, Willian is good, he's a seasoned player, I think. Um, I, I just think Pepe will offer more creatively, and uh, he he has a better attacking sense, should I say, than William. Although William does have that um, experience in, in these games, which Atata might choose to go for, I, I would prefer to see Pepe play because of his ability. And uh, you you saw what he did when he came on against Sheffield, and maybe that's. Uh, that's what we want to see more of and if he can do that and if he's been showing that in the training uh, then uh, I'm hoping he does start
1: yeah yeah Uh, I actually um, for Pepe to start I think he started the season well Uh, whenever I've seen him play he's, he's, he's had an effect on the game he feels more comfortable in terms of what the team expects from him what the team wants from him his 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 teammates are finding him in positions where he can affect the game in a positive way, so I think that um, I think also the signing of William helps, just like the signing of Cedric helped Bellerin. So we may see the better side of 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 of, of Pepe. I hope he starts. Uh, I think he will have a lot to offer in the game. Um, but we just have to wait and see what Mikael will put out on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Um, uh and the rest of the team so uh, in the end what what do you expect to see from from the team like uh, in terms of the lineup in terms of uh, formation or, well, what's your final thoughts on that
1: I think there are a lot of questions to be asked uh, about defense and <laughs> midfield <laughs> no, I, what do
0: you want to see <laughs> uh, what, what I expect? want to see mm.
1: I want to see I want to see a three man midfield mhm And I want to see Pepe. I think those are the two things that I want to see.
0: So basically a back four?
1: Yeah, a back four. But um, I'd like to see Shaq at the base of the three, three midfielders. But then once we don't have the ball, I think he should slot in as a centre-back. I think that way we can keep our defensive shape, as we've been doing a couple of other games where we have five at the back. And then we can have Pate and Ceballos, Sort of like the two midfielders uh, being uh, initiating the press, and then the fours, of course, doing what they do. Um, I would like to see that. I'd, I'd like to see that. I don't know whether we'll get that. I don't think we'll get. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get any of the two things that I want to see. But that, that's what I want to see from the game. Yeah.
0: What about you? Uh, I'm with in terms you of on the line that. No. No, I'm definitely with you on that. What um, um, it, it will help with our transitions. It, it will help with the. Movement uh, with the ball, without the ball, uh, uh, having that extra man in midfield against a team like Man City is really, really going to help, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I want to see party start. It, it, it will just elevate our right hand side. You know, we, we've been having this uh, left sided bias for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Teams now have. Uh, uh, done their homework and they know how to deal with that. So if if we now shift, I mean, if we have now both a strong right and a strong left, I think we will have a more balanced sort of side. Uh, so if party comes in, Pepe up ahead of him, Bellerin's in support, in, whatever he ends up playing, you know, because he does come inside, he moves forward, he he does everything now. Uh, so yeah. Uh I want I want that. I want the three man midfield, I want party to start, I want Pepe to start. The the rest of the team I think uh picks itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So yeah, we we'll just have to wait and see it's uh, tomorrow, seven thirty PM Kenyan time. I will certainly be watching that. Uh I don't know. Tomorrow
0: tomorrow's games are actually all uh, good.
1: Yeah, there's the Everton game, and then who plays after them?
0: Mazi's side derby, and yeah. then after that, there's a game before us.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: Um, what is the game? Just give me a second, I'm checking on that. It's Chelsea Southampton, which is also a good game, considering the form of Southampton. <laughs> Uh, then the after us, the final game is Newcastle and uh, United.
1: Ooh. Who's who's home?
0: Newcastle. Good, that's good.
1: Ah, oh, we just yeah. have to see. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about?
0: Um... Wenger has been a busy man these past two weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we don't hear a peep from the man in two years, and then all of a sudden he's giving presses everywhere. He's, he's everywhere.
0: Presses.
1: I was yeah. actually trying to catch up a couple of the articles before we started the podcast, and I think I've gone through half of them. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Um, um, Is he Sorry, uh, I've only seen a few bits and pieces uh, of his quotes going around. Mm. Yeah, um, it's really interesting. You you you've already talked about what he said with the Özil situation. Yeah, him on that. I think it's a waste. Uh, what else? What else caught your eye?
1: Um, no, it's an unassumable thing. But I was very interested to see what he had his opinion about throw-ins. He oh, uh-huh. he said that um, normally, I think. Um, when a team has a throw-in, 80% of the time, uh, the the team that has the throw-in loses possession because basically you have 10 men on the pitch uh, versus 11.
0: Sorry, that, that was 80% of the time?
1: Yeah, 80% of the time.
0: Wow. So he says that uh, I
1: think the teams should have an option, especially in their own half at least. Uh, when a team has uh, a throw in their own half, they should have the option of, of kicking it like sort of like a free kick instead of a, a free oh. kick on the line instead of, a, <laughs> instead of a, a throw in, which I think makes a lot of sense.
0: That's very interesting. Yeah. And I do agree, but does that really help if you, if you end up having a free kick uh, in your own half, you would mm. want to progress the play uh, further forward. Right. So you would have to, take like a, a deep free kick, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, but you'll but uh, okay. still end up losing the ball anyway.
1: <laughs> Maybe, but uh, if you start uh, short and play out uh, from, from deep, I think you have a better p- position. I think the whole point of having the kick instead of the throw is mm. that you have 11 players on the pitch as opposed to 10 when you're taking the throw in. Because when you're taking the throw in, you don't really have to it, it, the past the player who's taking the throw-in is not really in in the, in the, the sort pitch, of uh, yeah. on the pitch yeah so there's a there's a less option to to pass to or to to open a sort of a channel in terms of where the ball can be played so i i i um, i support that i think it's a good idea uh the, the
0: the freaky i mean the throwing thing is not helped by the fact that uh, we've been seeing a lot more foul throws for some reason. Do you remember <laughs> with uh, Benjamin? Yeah. I think he had two foul throws, and then the next game I, we we saw some more foul throws. Uh, not not uh, not only Arsenal. I think it's it's been around. I, I don't know what's up with that. So it's it's a strange situation. But yeah, that, that's really interesting from Moenga.
1: Yeah, plus his role as uh, as, the, as the head of football development. I think that's sort of his job to sort of how to, he can improve the game um, on a global scale. And I think that's a very interesting thing. I, I'm certainly for it if it is to come to pass.
0: Anything? Uh, just anything else in particular? I think we've covered uh, enough for the game tomorrow yeah, uh, yeah we haven't yet seen uh as you said Pep's a team news so um there's not much we can say
1: yeah i think uh, i'm just hoping that everybody's injured and they'll be playing in the under 15s i think that would <laughs> be fine I would, I would fully endorse that
0: <laughs> yeah, fantastic um we 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 love to see that i mean I I don't want any players injured. This is just yeah, yeah, we're absolutely. just joking, of course. Yeah. But yeah, uh, may they all be injured by tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 may may they get COVID so that the whole <laughs> no no that, that that's really bad to say. Uh,
1: predictions.
0: What? I'll be brave and, and go for a 2-1 win to us. Ooh, 2-1 win. Interesting. No clean sheet? I'll be, yeah. No, no, I don't think we'll have a clean sheet. We, uh, we are playing away after all. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, still, I still want a win. So I'm being brave and optimistic.
1: I am going to go for 1-1
0: a draw yeah a draw okay uh, so kg affair or open game but we we end up lucky lucky draws because <laughs> one one is a tricky game yeah I, I, you, you know I think I think they they'll score first and then Because usually City against us in the Premier League, they usually have really fast fast starts. So uh, I think they will score, maybe even in the first 10 minutes. And then maybe we, I, I, I believe we will come back and win 2-1. Oh,
1: a comeback win as well. Oh, you're going for it, right? Yeah. I but I think the most important thing for me, I think, is creativity i want to see a cohesive performance from the team defensively and offensively i think uh that's what i want to say we didn't really see that against liverpool i think defensively we were okay i know we considered three goals but i think we didn't do that much wrong compared to what we have done in the past at least no,
0: so i think with with the liverpool game it's it's what and, uh Quite a few mistakes uh, that were not helping us get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we were we were just not progressing uh, the ball as well as we have been or as well as we maybe should have. So I think if we can if we can do that then things look on the up and up for us.
1: Hopefully we get the win and um, Liverpool lose again and
0: uh, yeah. Basically everyone. Uh, lose points. Everyone else that we uh, consider our rivals. Uh, who are Spurs players on Sunday? They're playing West Ham who are very Ooh. on very good form right now. So this is me
1: rubbing my hands.
0: Yeah, I, I can hear. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, Leicester is against Aston Villa who again are unbeaten right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um... Uh, the ones we already know, Southampton, Chelsea, I want Southampton to to go for that. Uh, they're also not bad. And Chelsea are still uh, maybe finding themselves. So maybe Southampton can nick some points off of them. And Newcastle United, that's uh, uh what's his name? St. Maxima Masterclass. He usually usually likes playing against Manchester United He likes
1: playing against everybody,
0: to be fair Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Uh, looking forward to to their losses
1: Yeah, especially we'll be going up against a big team So, I mean, Mm. it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we lose that game So it would be nice to see that uh, some of our um, rivals In terms of the Champions League spots do actually Drop a couple of points, Drop. I think that would be good.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to the weekend after wait, uh do you do you play the uh, fantasy premier league this season? No, I I, oh, I give that's for not that. for you.
1: It's not for me. <laughs> it's too uh <laughs> I, the last time I played, it's just it's just too much. I don't want this. I, I, this season, I I'm an Arsenal let fan. Me tell
0: you, that's enough let me tell you this season for me has been horrible absolutely <laughs> i'm not That's even going to
1: feel i'm not even going to feel sorry for you <laughs> cuz i told you about this
0: <laughs> Well, uh i don't even know what to say man uh i haven't used my wallet card yet i'm still waiting for team news uh, at the end of today and then i will see <laughs> uh, cuz it's been just hell wow I don't know. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping I, I make some good decisions today.
1: Well, um, I think it's just going to end up in tears. But uh, um, <laughs> I'm here for the show, so you carry on, carry on, carry on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, guys. I think we should leave it there, Ahmed. Um, yeah we yeah i don't know when i'll try to look for the presser for pep and let me see what happens and hopefully the brain is not playing um but most likely he will i don't know so uh, once again i'd like to thank all the listeners i i forgot to send out questions today Um, so apologies to the fans who wanted to send out questions um but we thank you all the same for your participation in the podcast uh, the questions the likes uh, uh, and everything thanks again to ahmed uh, for joining me here today um and thank you to everybody basically and uh, we will see you after a good win against my city hopefully this uh, weekend so thank you guys cheers bye bye